When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This is Matt Spiegel, and I can't wait to bring you Season 2 of the PBP, Voices of Baseball. The very best play-by-play voices in the game talk about their craft. It's a job so special that even Joe Buck told us he will probably go back to it. I'm 53, basically 54. I, I think it's too early to say nevers at this point in my life. I think at some point I'll get the itch again. Incredible guests sharing great stories from your favorite teams coming this year. Find us on the Odyssey app or wherever you find podcasts. Podcasts. Welcome back. Silver and Black today, an Odyssey original podcast covering the Las Vegas Raiders, the Thursday edition, the waiting edition. If anybody out there is Catholic like I am, you're waiting for the smoke to come out of the steeple of, uh, of, of St. Peter's, but for the Raiders, which is when they select a new pope, you know, it's, it's white smoke versus black smoke. We're still getting black smoke. We're not getting white smoke yet. So we're waiting for the white smoke from Henderson uh, and from Raiders Way <laughs> on the new head coach and GM. Scott Cobranz and Momo with you uh, here. Please do us a favor, subscribe to the podcast wherever you get your audio and a howdy hello to the YouTube audience. Well, we were talking about before the break that we don't know what's going on with this process, but we did. I've seen some discussions out there of people talking about the differences, some people talk about how different it is that if they hire Champ Kelly and Antonio Pierce, which it appears is the direction the team is going, at least best of our knowledge, then um, how is that different than the Josh McDaniels-Dave Ziegler combo? You wrote a piece talking about, hey, if they do this, it might be better to make sure you hire a GM that's much more independent from the coach, meaning they don't have an established relationship. Now, Champ Kelly, Antonio Pierce, their relationship is fairly new, but they came in, had to steady the ship after the disaster that was the McDaniel-Ziegler days. And clearly, they have a close relationship. They talked about it at the press conference back in November, and they've continued to be sort of uh, tied at the hip uh, as well. And so so talk about, in your mind, the differences between the pairing, because a lot of people felt, and even Mark Davis said that maybe that wasn't the best idea after he thought about it after the fact, but it appears we're kind of headed that same direction. Talk about the differences and the similarities. Well, I'll say the similarities are... it's a minor similarity, but it seems as though they're a package deal. So Mm -hmm. Mark Davis told Tashawn the Athletic that Kelly, uh, Champ Kelly and Antonio Pierce aren't necessarily joined together at the hip. So if you hire, if he hires one, it doesn't necessarily mean that he's going to hire the other. But to me, it seems that way. If Kelly's (laughs) in on these head coaching interviews, it looks like he's going to get the job. And it, again, as I said in the first segment, if he gets the job, he's likely going to hire Pierce. You know, he's not going to turn around and say, yeah, I, I'll take Chris Richard over Antonio Pierce. That's not going to happen. <laughs> he, he just worked with Antonio Pierce and they turned around a three and five team. So right. There's good it, feelings there. It, it's pretty much a done deal. If he gets hired, the difference is here is that, in, that Antonio Pierce and champ Kelly have actually worked together in those, in those roles. Whereas, Josh McDaniels and Dave Ziegler didn't. When they mm. were in New England, Dave Ziegler was in the front office. He wasn't really the GM. He was making decisions in agency in the draft, but he wasn't the de facto GM. That was Bill Belichick. And Josh McDaniels was an offensive coordinator. He wasn't a head coach. 
So in a way, you really don't know. You Mark Davis really didn't know how that dynamic would work once you take those guys out of the New England bubble and put them in Las Vegas in different positions and different roles. Whereas with Champ Kelly and Antonio Pierce, at least you know how they work together because they did it over the past two, yeah. three months of the season. So there's yep. no guesswork as to how the dynamic would work. So I think the main thing is you want your GM and your head coach to have equal say in how they build the roster. And I think Champ Kelly and Antonio Pierce showed that. So that's why I think it's very different from Dave Ziggler and Josh McDaniels, where it was reported that Josh McDaniels just kind of ran over Dave Ziggler and all the decisions when it came to the roster. And Dave Ziggler just kind of sat back and said, it's your show. Whereas yeah. in this situation, I think Champ Kelly and Antonio Pierce could have a more cohesive work relationship where they both have equal say in how to build that roster. Right. And I think a great example, and I agree with you hundred percent. I think it's a hundred percent different than, than what you had with those guys. Um, besides the fact that Josh McDaniels was just a, a weird and from what everyone says, not my report, but an awful guy, like just not a good guy to be around and clearly an awful head coach. Um, in this case, different guys, different personalities, uh, and, and just a different feel to them and the relationship. Like you said, I think, I think a good example of this Mo is Jack Jones. You know, it's funny. I see people say, Oh, thank God. Antonio Pierce brought in Jack Jones. Absolutely. But don't forget he had to go to champ Kelly and say, Hey, listen, Jack Jones just got cut. Or maybe it was champ Kelly's that we don't know whose idea it was. Obviously he's got the history with Antonio Pierce. But that was a good example. I'm, I'm I'm guessing, but my assumption is that was a great example of them working together and saying, I know this guy. Yes, he's got problems. You can see the tape and know whether he's talented or not. But if you get him here, I know he can mix mix with us and I know I can I can coach him up and get him to where he needs to be. So that's a good, I think to me, the the, the Jack Jones acquisition during the off during the season was a huge, huge, massive signing for both the coach and the GM. Yes, and, I, and we don't know. I, I would assume that Antonio Pierce kind of nudged yes. Cam Kelly on that because, he, you know, he's he's coached Jack Jones before. Mm -hmm. So you can kind of connect the dots there. But I, I think with, with Cham Kelly also, he Janarius Robinson, I know it's not a name that comes up a lot, but, he you know, he had a pretty decent game, uh, a, a game or two once the Raiders picked him up. Uh, and that's a GM move uh, to sign a player, uh, you know, out, off the street out of the free agent pool. So I when you look at the dynamic, I wouldn't, I wouldn't compare it to Ziegler and, and McDaniel's. And, that, and that's aside from the personality. It's just the dynamic of it. You can trust that those two will work together a lot better than what we heard Dave Ziegler and Josh McDaniels working together, where one person just has all the power and authority, and the other person is just playing backseat driver and just nodding his head. Yeah. yeah, go do it. Yeah, that's you. All right, go ahead. Go do it. I think Champ Kelly... Being that he wants to establish himself as a GM, I, I don't think he's going to sit back and let that opportunity go where he's, he just lets Antonio Pierce just run the show. I think he's going to he's going to insert himself. That's where I think, you know, Dave Ziegler, Dave Ziegler might have ended up being a good general manager, but he was passive to Josh yeah. McDaniels and Josh McDaniels ran over him. I don't see Champ Kelly is a very I mean, you watch interviews with him. I've studied him a lot as I wrote that piece a couple months ago. And and he's a really calm, very cerebral guy. And he's but he's not passive. And so I agree with you there, too. I think it's a whole different uh, dynamic there. And these two guys can work, I think, really well together if that's how it ends up. Looks like it's going that way. But like you said, there could end up being a surprise there. Um, but I do think, you know, you start to look at how folks are looking at the situation. There are, there are people who are disappointed with the fact that they haven't talked to anybody. But I do think you're right. 
It doesn't mean because you hear this big, look, it's a time in the NFL. You have the playoffs going on outside of the playoffs. Remember, even for us in the media, the, the amount of information and the things that you report on or talk about, I should say, shrink, right? Because you right now you're down to eight teams, right? You'll be, to, you'll be to four after the weekend. So the coaching searches and all the things with the teams that are not in the playoffs dominate the news cycle. So you're hearing a lot of these coaches, and I think a lot of people think, well, why haven't they done it? Why haven't they done it? And I think you brought up last segment, Mo. It's a great, it's a great point that sometimes you wait. You wait it out. Okay. And if you're not, if 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 somebody's, if you're interested in somebody and they're a hot candidate and they've gone on four interviews, okay, then maybe your time speeds up. But if you're not, and maybe there's somebody else you're eyeing for an OC position or for something else, you're waiting to establish your coaching um, um, staff and announce your head coach until you have those all lined up, right? A lot of teams do that. So they might want to wait to announce Antonio Pierce to say, okay, we're announcing Antonio Pierce as a head coach. And oh, by the way, here's what his new staff is going to look like. I mean, that could be very much in play here. Absolutely. And we don't know, we don't know what back channel discussions Mark Davis is having with <laughs> Seymour, Tom Brady, anyone up, Ken Herrock, whoever is in his his uh, trust circle, his brain trust, we don't know what those discussions are like. So I'm sure there is an explanation. If they are choosing Antonio Pierce, I'm sure there's an explanation for why the announcement hasn't come down yet. And we'll find out eventually. The the process, people will talk about the process and how the Rays went about it. You know, those reports are going to come out eventually. But as I said in in the earlier segment, let's wait until the official announcement comes out and then we'll dissect how, how the interview process went and what they did in retrospect. Yeah, no, I, I agree with that too. And and look, you know, you again, if if you were somebody who really wants the Raiders to speak to others, even if you like Antonio Pierce, um, then then so far you're disappointed. And I would understand why. But again, Mark Davis, and we've said this since the beginning too, Mo. You and I look. It and, and even when the Max Crosby stuff came out, I make maybe Max Crosby knows something we don't. By the way, <laughs> maybe it wasn't a risk for him to say that, right? Maybe. I mean. He might have been saying that because he knows it's going to be Antonio Pierce. So who knows? But but I do think that um, you you have to look at it and say, hey, you know what? It's his decision to make. You might like it. You might not like it. I think most people are going to like it because clearly the support for Antonio Pierce is massive. And, and the process and how it unfolds until it's done, you really can't. We can talk about it in 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 the in the heat of the moment. But until it's done, it's hard to pass full judgment on it. Um, there, I scratch my head sometimes and think, well, how, how come you're not interviewing this guy or how come you're not interviewing that guy? But like you said, we don't know. And I think people have to be ready. I know the word sucks. Patient. <laughs> Raiders fans and patience don't go together. It goes together like oil. <laughs> I don't think any fans. Yeah. Uh, patience is not, not the word people want to hear. But like I said, we, we may drop this and then five minutes after the Raiders make their announcement, that's how things work. I'll It'll be in the happen, middle of my Bleach Report live. <laughs> and the, which would and be good the, though which would be good because then i could talk yeah. about it live on air instant reaction but yeah the, just expect that the raiders are going to drop their news when you least expect it usually exactly when you're, when you're busy doing something you're picking up your kids from school you're you're at the gym <laughs> whatever you're doing you're cooking dinner then the raiders will make their big announcement champ killer antonio pierce and then they they oh by the way pierce has his staff already and laid out here's his oc here's his yeah. quarterbacks coach and that could that could be the case who knows yeah, and I would say, though, that I think as as much as it made sense at the time and as much as you and I both agree, again, let's be clear about this, we both agree that this is a completely different 
even if Champ Kelly and Antonio Pierce come in together, it's a different dynamic than last time with McDaniels and Ziegler. But if I were the Raiders and I would have those press conferences separately, <laughs> let Champ Kelly stand on his own uh, as the general manager, as the chief football executive, if you will, um, and do it that way and then have Pierce and give them their day, give them their opportunity to speak about their plans. Um, and I hope they do that. I don't know that they will, but I think that they should. Uh, and and allow those guys to kind of stand up and tell you what they're going to do and what they're promising Raider Nation is going to happen with this team moving forward. Yeah, I, I I see what you're saying, Scott, but I would guess that they're going to have their press conferences together. I mean, if you looked at now that Gruden was a separate situation where Gruden was mm. the star high and McKenzie was already there. So that's mm -hmm. why you, you probably didn't see those two guys talk together. But with Dave Ziegler, and Joshua Daniels, you know, they had their presser together. Uh, Champ Kelly and Tony Pierce have worked together. So you, they're probably going to have their press conference together. Champ, Champ Kelly will have his time to talk. And Tony Pierce will have his time to talk. They'll shake hands. They'll smile at the cameras. They'll shake hands with the reporters. <laughs> and get your and, ass to work. <laughs> and then before that, before that. The hard work. Before that, you got to do the Raider call and then they'll walk oh, off together. And because yeah. that Raider call that, that Antonio Pierce did at the lap before the, before the off season, he wasn't too happy with the feedback he got from there. So I think he's going to try it again at the press conference well, and, see, and see what kind of reaction. He see, I, I don't think he will. I think as again, he's learning, right? Right. He's got to learn because he's not been a head coach at the level uh, or even the college level. So he's got to learn. I think he's going to learn that the media is not, you know, the media doesn't work for the Raiders. The media is there independently. They're not going to do a Raiders cheer. Um, so I think, I think, you know, and he, uh, look, he, Antonio Pierce is a master politician. He's done an un unbelievable job of, of rallying Raider nation behind him, behind the team. And that is incredibly admirable. Uh, he's not going to get that with the media. So, um, that's the way it goes. But anyway, all right, we're going to take our final break. When we come back here on the Thursday edition, just a few more minutes left, we'll close out the show and uh, talk to you about next time. You're listening to Silver and Black today in Odyssey Original Podcast with Mo and Scott. We're coming right back.